First, I want to say thank you to everyone for all the birthday wishes last week. It was so wonderful. Um, the day of my birthday, I just spent the day hanging out with my parents, and then when Mike got off work, we went out to dinner, um, all of us together, and it was really nice because I hadn't spent physical time with my parents since Christmas. Um, so that was that was really good. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everyone who sent me birthday wishes. It definitely made my birthday feel extra special. Um, but this week, we are actually heading to Mexico for my birthday. So that's like the big celebration that we are doing. Um, and we're so looking forward to it. We leave in just a few days. So we will be spending the next, you know, couple of days in Mexico, on the beach, in the sunshine. Ugh, I cannot wait. It's going to be so wonderful. And then when we get back, we get back on a Monday. And then Tuesday is our next live chat. So get ready. A week and one day from today is our live chat. So it's going to be Tuesday, April 6th at 7 o'clock p.m. And this live chat will be video. So I have figured out the platform. We are all set to go. So when you join, you will be able to see Mike and I on video. We won't be able to see you, but you'll at least be able to see us and ask us questions just like last time. Anything you want to know about our relationship, about how we decided to become polyamorous, anything, you know, from maybe past episodes that you've listened to and you have questions about or anything you want us to dig into deeper. Or maybe you're, you know, embarking on this journey as well and you're still new to it and you have some questions about how to navigate you know, opening up a re relationship or becoming polyamorous within your own life and your own relationship. <clears throat> and you can ask us questions about that as well. Um, and anything, anything you want, like seriously, nothing is off limits. Mike and I are totally like open books for all of this. And it's also really fun to get to know you guys. Last time we did a live chat, I feel like there were a few people that, you know, really, I, I got to know more about their lives. And then we connected on Instagram um, even further. And it's it's been really great. So please, like, join this live chat. We would love to hear from you guys. We would love to answer any questions that you have. So again, that's... Tuesday, April 6th at 7 o'clock p.m. That is when our next live chat is. All right. So this week's episode is really all about Mike. He just wants to set the record straight about everything because 
in the past couple of months, he's just felt really like just surprised at the reaction that a lot of people had um, towards just him saying, you know, like letting people know that he's, he's polyamorous and, and he was a little bit shocked at the response, but he, you know, he realized why. So anyway, let's get into the episode because he explains it much better than I do. So here we go. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to another episode. This episode is going to be mostly all from Mike. So <laughs> let's kick it off. Yeah, so I guess what really prompted this episode is that um, you know, I kind of felt like I hadn't really been fully open with my true beliefs, my friends and my family. And so I'm kind of realizing that I think it took a lot of them by surprise when Elise and I told them or they realized that we were polyamorous. And so what I really wanted to do is just tell my side of the story, kind of set the story straight from my point of view. Set the record straight. <laughs> yeah, just set the record straight. Exactly. <laughs> just because I feel like, you know, a lot of a lot of friends and family um, just kind of have the wrong impression about why we're doing what we're doing. And so, I guess let me just start with how it kind of gradually progressed. So, as Elisa told, started telling some of our friends, and as I started also telling some more of our friends, um, kind of a general trends occurred. And so, typically what would happen is, you know, we'd bring it up, and a lot of our friends, um, or even family, would be like, oh, like, you know, obviously Elisa really wants this because she's talking about it all the time, but... Do you really want this, Mike? Well, but I, I should say, most of these conversations were happening when I wasn't around. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, like I, every time you would like talk to a friend or a friend would bring it up, I was never around. It was just you and your friend or friends. Yeah. Yeah, it was never, I, I was never around. So this was a private conversation between Mike and his friend or friends. Yeah, and that's that's important background context because yeah. So yeah, it's, it was usually just me talking to a family member or a friend, and so whenever I'd bring this up, one of the first questions usually was like, "Oh, like I'm surprised, but you know, I'm I'm kind of not surprised that Elisa wants that, but I'm surprised that you you want that, Mike." Um, just because I've never really openly talked about this or even kind of expressed the idea that I, I'd even want to be polyamorous or polyamorous or do this. And so I was never really in in their heads. And understandably so. I mean, if you don't tell someone what you're believing, they're just going to assume that you want kind of what's normal or common, which would be, in this case, a monogamous marriage. So at first, it you know, it it was kind of just whatever. You know, it was, it was kind of just like, okay, like, you know, this person is concerned and, like, they really want to know you know, if this is what I want. But then as I talked to more and more friends, you know, they kept asking the same question over and over again, pretty much implying like, is this, like, are you, is this truly what you want to do? Or is this really what Elisa wants to do? And is she pushing you in this direction? Um, or almost, it was almost like, maybe not so much pushing, even just like, I don't know, is she the one that's really like, I don't want to say 
pushing or forcing. Those aren't really the right words. Yeah, I think but I it, think forcing is the right word. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not quite that forceful. <laughs> uh, I think. But I it, think that's what they were implying. I guess I should say, is Elisa like convincing you that this is what you want? Yeah. Which, by so, the way, it's like, how can I convince him of something that he wants? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not like a magician, you guys. I'm not, I'm not like a wizard where I'm like, form a spell on you. And now, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. that's not, it's not how this works. Yeah. I mean, you do exercise some forms of mind control every now and then, but <laughs> usually not that powerful. <laughs> not that powerful. I'm not that good at it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> but yeah, so as, you know, as the same question kept occurring and kept coming up, like, is this truly what you want? I was getting a little frustrating and a little insulting at times, like, you know, pretty much implying like, you know, this is obviously what Elisa wants and is she convincing you to do this? And... I guess partly, you know, part of that is is my fault. I think a good chunk of that is actually my fault for never having been, like, fully open and expressive with what I want or, like, what I'm open to. Even if I don't, you know, I'm, I don't, like, want it right this instant, but just, that's just something I haven't really been great at all my life, is just fully expressing my beliefs. And uh, that's, that's a big reason why I want to do this podcast, too. So, yeah, ultimately what I want to say is that I've been open to being polyamorous ever since I first heard about it, which was for me, when was that? Like in my mid-20s, to say like 24, 25. I've always been open to that idea. I've just never fully, I don't know, pursued it until, you know, Elisa, kind mm-hmm. of the more the more fiery, the more direct one, Yeah. kind of just, you know, decided that's what she wanted. And then... Just also seeing how passionate she was about it, but also just like realizing this is also what I wanted too. I was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I want this, like, I want us to be happy together and I think this will make us happy. So, you know, I'm totally like, I've been open to this idea and like, I'm ready to like pursue it. So even though I wasn't the one to initiate it or the one to like, yeah, just like, you know, spearhead the the poly movement. Yeah. You know, it's not like I... I never thought of this before. Yeah, so, like, yes, I I was the one who sort of suggested that we do this, but, yeah, it it had already been on your radar. Polyamory had already been something that he had been thinking about. And and also, this this happened while we were dating. And, And we talked about it, and... And so it's not, it's like we had the opportunity to end our relationship if that's what we had wanted. And, and I had said that I was like, like, if, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to open up this relationship and, and, and be polyamorous, then this isn't going to work. And so it's not like, like we both had the opportunity to, to end it. Yeah. But we decided not to. So like, there was a time yeah. when it could have happened, and if that's what you wanted, that's what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if I really wanted to have a monogamous marriage and I really wanted, you know, to also have kids, then, you know, I probably would not have stayed with you. Yeah. But that's what I decided I wanted along our, you know, along the time we were dating and even a little before that. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, like, I'm, it's tough, because, like, I'm very respectful, and, like, it, I appreciate that my friends are and family are concerned enough to, like, be like, is this what you truly want? Yeah, of course, they but, care. Yeah, it shows that they care, and then, but on the flip side, it's like, where sometimes it's, it's said in a certain way, or it's, you know, it just seems to be implied that, like, you know, is this, like, really what you want, or is this what it is you want, so. <laughs> yeah, that I'm either forcing you, or that, like, or that you're just, like, a pushover, and going along with whatever it is that I say, and not standing up for yourself. Yeah. Which is not the case. Yeah, it's just, just because you're not the one to, like, initiate, or, like, lead, you know, a movement, or, like, a decision doesn't mean, like, you're just passively following. Yeah. Like, and also to get to this point, like, it's been years, like, of growth in our relationship to get to this point. It's not like it just happened overnight. Yeah. And, like, you decided on a whim that you wanted to be polyamorous, and I, <clears throat> you know, I was like, oh, my God, like, I have to be polyamorous if I want to stay with Elisa. Like, yeah. Like, this has been such, like, a growth up to this point, so it's, you know, it's, it's nothing, like, new or shocking. Well, maybe for our friends and family who didn't fully know what was going on. Exactly. So. And I think that's part of it, too, because like you said, this has been years in the making. And. But for our friends and family, a lot of them have just found out recently, like in the last six months or so, six months to a year. And so to them, it's new but to us, it's already been years. So I think that's part of it too, is yeah. that they're, they are trying to catch up and they didn't see every step of the way of all of the growth and the hard times that we went through to get to this point. They didn't, they didn't really witness that. They didn't know that that was happening. And so I think, yeah, for them, it's just, it seems like it was overnight, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because really, I mean, it's it's been, the reality is a lot more complex than I think a lot of people initially think it is. Yeah. The whole development of this, of us being polyamorous and, you know, with my close friends and family, that's partly my fault for not informing them of what was going on in detail all the time. I mean, they knew some things, but not everything. And so I think they just didn't fully understand or, you know, appreciate the the complexity and like our, our growth to this point yeah um but yeah at the same time like I feel like a lot of people have also on the flip side again I guess this is kind of <laughs> yeah seeing both sides of the story yeah so they you know I think some of my friends and family and I think this is common for everybody you kind of just project your own beliefs about what you want onto the other person mm -hmm. so you're like oh my god like this person's polyamorous like I, I would never do that like I'd want to be monogamous like are you sure this is what you want to do? Because, like, if I were in your shoes, I would never do that Yeah, kind of thing. And so instead of, like, I guess instead of, I don't think there was really ever, ever like, any direct judgment on my on our friends or family part. Um, but I guess sometimes there wasn't enough, like, curiosity or questioning about, like, what was really going on. Mm -hmm. From some of, like, from my brother and, like, from some of my other friends, like, they were, they were, like, surprised but they were also curious like oh like you know like tell me more about that like how yeah did, like how did you guys get to that point like you know they they were asking more questions and other times it was just kind of like 
are you sure this is what you really want? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess the the response is varied, but yeah, it's just interesting to, to think back on, you know, I don't know, maybe the seven to ten conversations with friends and family I've had and just kind of seeing how how they've responded to us. Coming out as polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just been interesting to reflect on. Yeah. So I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is like, you know, there's some things that I want to work on in terms of, you know, expressing myself more fully and completely so my friends and family do understand me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, yeah, you're also going to get a mixed bag of responses from people based on what their beliefs are. Yeah. And, you know, how open they are to kind of an uncommon and a new form of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Just how curious they are in general. So it's been interesting. It's, it's almost like a little social experiment in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it's like, for me, it wasn't, I didn't really experience this. When I told my parents, they were like, okay, that's, well, okay. My mom was like, okay, that's a little weird, but like, whatever, if that's what you want to do great and she was like super supportive and asking questions and wanting to know how it's going and all that kind of stuff um you know she was like I would never choose that but if that's what's gonna make you happy great (laughs) yeah she still thought it was weird yeah she still thought it was she's like it's weird it's weird but (laughs) yeah and I think it was also just her trying to wrap her mind around it yeah you know but like But then my dad, it's so funny, my dad is in his 70s, and he was like, he was like, okay, like, obviously it's not something he would ever choose either, Um, but he was like, this isn't new, this idea of polyamory isn't new, it's not like, you know, you guys are the first ones to do this. He's like, it's (laughs) been around for a while, and it's worked for people, so if that's what you want, then great. Yeah. You know, and that's my my 70-year-old dad, you know? So, like, for me, these conversations were really easy. And and telling, like, my two best friends, I was telling them everything that was happening, like, as it was happening. And so I, I didn't have to experience this with, like, close friends. Now, when I meet people and I tell them, like, oh, yeah, I'm polyamorous, they're like, oh, cool, tell me more. But, like... They're just, like, new people in my life, so I don't really care what they think or if they, you know, accept it or not because it's just, like, some new person I've met. But I haven't had that experience that you have had of, like, telling your good friends and having, having like, pushback or having your choices be questioned. I haven't experienced that. Yeah, but you've also been more open with your friends, as you were saying. You're, yeah. You know, talking to them as things are unfolding. Yeah. Also, it's, it's interesting because your dad, like your dad apparently, you know, has, was just familiar with polyamory and yeah. had heard about it or come across it at some point, so. Yeah. Well, I think also, also it was, it was bigger in the 70s. There was like a wave in, in the 70s of like polyamory being, you know, like a, a big thing or at least open relationships and stuff like that. And so my, yeah, and so my dad, my dad was, like, in his late 20s, early 30s, I think, in, like, the 70s. Um, Yeah, yeah, he was in, like, his 30s and the 70s. So, like, he, 
he was familiar with it and he was around that. Yeah, maybe as he had well. friends or just I don't know, colleagues. Yeah. I, I can remember he, he told us this story, which it's really funny, about like going to this park in Long Beach. I can't remember exactly which park, but um I think it was in college and he he was a runner. Um, and he would run cross country and he would go to this park to run. And he said that the girls would sit in a circle, but like with their backs to each other wearing skirts. And then the guys would like stand in a circle, like, and walk around them and they would like lift up their skirts. And then the guys would like choose who they wanted and they would like, I don't know if they would have like sex there or what, but like, (laughs) right? Like you, you understand, you understand where I'm going with this, but like, you know, like that was a thing. And like my dad would see that. And so like, you know, well, you know, and like the, 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 yeah. And like the hippies in the (laughs) seventies with like free love and all that stuff, you know? So like the, the, this isn't, this isn't anything new, you know, it's been around and, and there have been certain times in history when it's been more popular. So for some reason, I, I just think like, that's like, the sex version of Duck Duck Goose. Or <laughs> it kind of is. Like, that's, what duck, I was, that's what I was duck, picturing in my head. Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's interesting. I I never heard you or your dad say that before. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's like I can't remember him when he told me that like, story, but or that was like I don't know. That the, was a thing, apparently. The original, uh, <clears throat> oh, why am I blanking? Um, oh, Tinder. I was like. <laughs> oh, right? Go to this park at this time and you'll yeah. meet all, all of the. The real life version of Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, back to what we were saying. So my, my dad was, yeah, more open to it. Yeah. This idea, even though he's, yeah. he's older. He had seen things. <laughs> yeah, he's seen things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where where were you going? Sorry, you were going somewhere. With uh, I mean, I was, I was, <clears throat> well, no, I was pretty much done with what I was saying, but all I was saying was that, you know, some people who have exposure or just have seen or heard about polyamory before, you know, it's not so, like, crazy and shocking. Yeah. Yeah, and... And, like, yeah, I do think part of, maybe part of the reason, like, since I was telling my friends about everything that was happening as it was happening, maybe it was easier for them to digest. But also, I don't know. Like, I it just depends on person to person. Because I feel like if I just, like, sprung this on them, they'd be like, okay. Like, you know, I... Because I feel like they're they're both like super open minded and open to, yeah, you know, are. yeah, and like I mean they wouldn't maybe they wouldn't necessarily choose it. Well, actually, uh, we spoke in in the last episode about one of my friends who, um, you know, is like sort of open to it, but the other one she definitely doesn't, you know, want to be polyamorous or anything, but she's still like open and accepting and she's like if that's what you want then cool you know like we don't we don't all have to want something to be accepting of it um but 
so it, it but it, it's different for every person and not everybody is quite as as open-minded and accepting and I think that's kind of what you've been running into yeah yeah it's different different beliefs and different responses from all different types of people yeah I guess fortunately though you know even even though you know some have maybe kind of jumped to the conclusion that you were like you know swaying me to do this yeah at the end of the day like everyone's been you know understanding and supportive in the end so I've appreciated that and you know I have felt that love so yeah all in all it's it's been it's been fine no one's been like oh my god like I can't believe you're doing that like <laughs> you're no longer my friend or something like that. Yeah. You know, of there's no extreme re reactions like that, but Yeah. So, it's just it's been interesting though. And I've I've learned definitely learned uh you know, some lessons. Mhm. Mm about how I want to just be more open and be more expressive with my beliefs that are going on and I don't have to keep those like bottled up and like wait to express them until like I have them figured out. It's like Yeah. Sometimes talking about them is the best way to figure them out. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you just need that like soundboard. You need to talk to somebody else and, you know, get 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 it out of your head, you know, so that way you can sort of yeah. hear it. And as you start talking and explaining, it, it sometimes, you know, makes more sense to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, as guys when you're younger, we just like, deal with those emotions in different ways <laughs> yeah Which is, I don't know wrestle or I don't know play football or <laughs> do something active or play video games yeah so I don't know it just yeah it wasn't so, it wasn't a common thing for me to do yeah like talking and about your actual that, feelings yeah I'm realizing now that like you know there are a lot of benefits to it you know there's a lot of like I don't know, there's a lot of, like, fleshing out and, like, just understanding of yourself that you can have. Yeah. For some reason, I always felt like, like, part of it is, like, I always felt like I had to have, I just had to have it figured out first. Mm-hmm, before you could talk about it. Which is probably pretty common, yeah. Even, like, with some of my work, I'm like, I don't want to show anyone my work until, like, I'm done. And so it's, like, you know, I feel like I've, I've, like, done enough iterations where I feel like it's good enough. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that same thing. It's, like... But it's, at the end of the day, it's like you're just scared of looking bad and like revealing what you have up to that point. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, I guess it's a perfectionist thing almost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that also, you know, that also came through with, with my beliefs and wanting to wait until like I figure things out to express them. And now I'm realizing like that's, you know, there's, there's kind of no, I don't know, I guess I'm not really seeing a point now unless you're trying to like paint this perfect picture, which like nobody's perfect so like what's the point yeah like yeah just, just express your human side yeah <laughs> express your flaws <clears throat> yeah I feel exactly. like a lot of people you know that I feel like that also just makes you more relatable and you know it also just like makes you who you are yeah you're not trying to like be this like perfect robot of a person so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh, been interesting it's yeah for me it's been it's been interesting yeah I think Some revelations for sure yeah, I think what you said about, you know, it, it, you're you're not trying to come off as this perfect person, like, and that that's part of it too. I think if you 
if you can get past that fear of, of, you know, expressing how you're feeling or what you're thinking before you have it all figured out, people can also help. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're struggling with something, but you don't say it or express it, yeah. then, then nobody can help you. Yeah. Right. Because nobody knows that that's what you're thinking about or struggling with or whatever. And so that's part of it too. Like, just just saying what you're thinking or feeling, even if you don't have it all figured out, because maybe somebody else has been there and has experienced it or felt it, and then they can help you. And then you don't have to go through such a long period of like wrestling with this thing or trying to figure this thing out. It like speeds up the process, right? It's kind of like like when when you don't know how to do something at work, you like find an article that will explain it, right? You find like an expert or someone who can who can tell you how to do it. Yeah. But that's like what you have to do with your feelings too, you know, or or whatever it is. Like when you're trying to figure it out, sometimes you could talk to an expert or just like a friend, right? Someone who has been through it. Yeah. You know, because now if they have gone through it, then they are, I guess you could say like an expert, but you know what I mean, like, not an expert, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just someone who has that experience, yeah, that you're also trying to gain, yeah. That's also just been something I've been bad at too. I'm very stubborn, and I guess also I don't really like to think of myself as like too prideful, but I, I guess I am pretty prideful and I don't know, just wanting to learn things on my own. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I mean that's that's also just something. I need to work on. It's been great. I have like done a lot and learned a lot on my own, but at times it's taken me a lot longer and been a lot more stressful than it probably could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Then if you had just like asked for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been, <clears throat> it's been a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. Some good, some bad. So what do you think was the hardest part or like the hardest like conversation you've had to have or just like what 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 was like the hardest question or the hardest thing you had to like clarify through all of this like what do you yeah so it's the hardest conversation I've had was just with with my mom Mm -hmm. it's because I wasn't I hadn't directly asked her what her thoughts were on it Mm -hmm. and after talking to her, she was also telling me that she was, like, kind of postponing talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that she had – I'm glad I did talk to her because we hashed quite a few things out. But, you know, she she had come to the conclusion that, you know, Elisa was the one that, like, really, like, pushed this. And, you know, she was thinking that, like, I didn't really want to do this. And she was – you know, she was such, like, a loving, protective, like, just, like, the ultimate mother. And she kind of went into, like – protective mom mode Mm -hmm. um but she'd also like because I wasn't telling her what was going on she kind of created a a false narrative I think yeah or maybe not a you know not a completely accurate narrative yeah and kind of painted you know Lisa's the bad guy yeah and so that was I'm so glad we talked about it and like you know it was it was a good conversation because she was explaining her beliefs and I was explaining you know what had really happened and why I decided to do this. Yeah. We had decided to do this. 
ultimately like why I wanted to do it too because that's what her real concern was do you really want to do this yeah so yeah I mean that was you know not only like she she didn't imply that like is this what you want to do she like was like I don't think this is what you want to do essentially yeah like, so that was actually the, the hardest conversation I have had yeah because my mom was pretty she just she just wasn't aware of what was really going on yeah so we, we both cleared up things on, on our ends. Yeah. So because she didn't have all of the information, she sort of filled in the gaps with her own beliefs and thoughts and sort of her own assumptions. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Some things were accurate. And yeah, some things weren't just because yeah. she just didn't know. Yeah. And there's still some things I want to talk to her about, like the timeline of how things have progressed because I don't think she – she may not fully remember or just know, you know, like how things have progressed up to this point. So I just want to like remind her, like, you know, here's how we got to this point. Like this happened in 2017, this happened in 2018. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess some people, <laughs> some people are really good at this. I just haven't been. And I'm realizing like, especially now, like this has kind of been like the trigger to, you know, this whole polyamory topic and just bringing up with friends and family like mm -hmm. you know this is something I really need to work on because it's now causing a problem that I have not you know been clear and had brought these things up as they're happening or at least soon after they happen yeah so so do you think if you had been talking to your friends and to your mom sort of about what was happening with our relationship as it was happening do you think then these conversations would have been different or easier? Yeah, I think now they would have been easier. The hard one would have been the cheating. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I really didn't feel comfortable talking to many people about that. Yeah. Just because I, you know, I wanted us to figure it out first and then... Of course. And then later on, you know, bring it up. Yeah. Well, also, like, this is our relationship, so what we do and what we decide is really nobody else's business. But like, obviously now we are sharing it with people, but at the time, you know, so it's like, I guess there are some things I, I wanted to share more in detail. Yeah. But cheating, not so much. Maybe I probably should have brought that up at some point, maybe, I don't know, a couple months to, I don't know, maybe up to six months after it happened. Just, just, talk about it just be like this happened mm -hmm. here's where we are now yeah because i feel like i don't know just bringing this stuff up like especially something like that serious up unless you really do need like help or clarity mm -hmm. and i just didn't want to have to like constantly be defending myself and my decisions and defending you and yeah i was like oh this is just gonna be like such a headache so i think ultimately that's that was one of the, the main reason why i don't want to bring it up yeah but like the decision to be polyamorous I really had no reason not to bring that up. Yeah. I just didn't do it because it, you know, it felt kind of uncomfortable or different. Yeah. It's a little so, scary. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say scary. I never felt like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm going to say this to someone. Well. It's more just like, uh, like, this might end up being a little awkward. Yeah. So it, it was just, like, that I should have brought up sooner. Yeah. Because that would have, I feel like, cleared up a lot of the issues we're having now. Yeah. So there wouldn't have been all this time to, like, on these 
these like narratives or create these narratives that just weren't true. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have set the story straight from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else? Anything else we need to say? I haven't. I've said my full story. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> so just set the record straight. Just give us all the bullet points. Sum it all up. All right now? Yeah. Oh, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, it's called the this whole thing is about you setting the record straight. Well, so just like I mean, yeah, I, f- I feel like I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll just get to the the main point at the end. It's like this is what I want to do. You know, the little time period we had where we were both being polyamorous and pursuing dating, I I was happy, I enjoyed it. And I want to continue that once, you know, COVID and COVID's over and things somewhat return back to normal and dating somewhat returns back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is what I want to do. And I'm, if I'm excited and looking forward to doing this, obviously I want to do it. If I didn't want to do it, it would have been a drag and I wouldn't be talking about this right now. So, yeah, like ultimately, like this is, this is what I want to do. And, you know, we've, we've come quite a long way to get to this point so i i really have no no regrets or, or doubts or like hesitations right now that this is right for us and this is what we want to do so yeah yeah i'm, just, I'm ready see there you go you set the <laughs> record straight you tell them <laughs> all right that is it mike cleared the air he set the record straight and we're both feeling a lot better. <laughs> so, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever app you are listening on, whether it's <clears throat> Apple or Google or Spotify. Please subscribe if you have been enjoying our show. It really helps us with our reach. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram at underscore alisa.janelle. And if you have any questions for Mike too, please reach out to me. And of course I will, you know, send those questions over to Mike and he will respond to you. Um, or you can email us at polyplusamore equals us, the letter eight or the, the number. I do that every time. The number eight. So polyplusamore equals us. Eight at gmail.com. You can email us there any questions that you have and we will respond. Okay, that's it for this week. We're going to go enjoy our vacation and we will see you next week for our live chat. Tuesday, April 6th, 7 o'clock p.m. We will see you there. <laughs>